This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey guys, welcome back to the Art of Craftsmanship Podcast. My name is Dustin O'Hara and I'm here with my brother and co-host Devin. Hello. And today we are joined by power couple P.L. Smith, Luke and Priscilla Smith. Welcome guys. Hey guys, thanks for having us. Yeah, we're happy to be here. Absolutely. All right, Devin, what do you have for us for our quote today? Uh, it's a short one. And I don't know if I should tell you who did it before or after. Uh, let us guess. Okay. <laughs> I don't think you'll get it, but I'll, right. I'll let you guess. All right, here we go. Be always sure you are right, then go ahead. Guess. I have no <laughs> idea, but be always like sure you're right. It's Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> you're n- near near the time period, a little bit later. Oh, uh, later than Benjamin Franklin. That's a that's a t- a wide time frame. <laughs> a I, just later, you you I just helped you guys there. I just helped After <laughs> Jesus, before <laughs> Bill Clinton. <laughs> um. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I you don't know, have a yeah. guess. It's yeah. now it it changes the quote a little bit, or to me, I think it does. It's David Crockett or Davy Crockett. Ah, nice. Right. Um. Uh. Like America's first celebrity, like one of the earliest. You know, like, hey, he's a this popular guy who had stories and like plays about him. Uh, bear hunter and scout, and then was a politician, and then died at the Alamo. Like he was one of the guys, and he's the, yeah. he's that guy in photos that you always see with like the raccoon skin hat and stuff. And he's like the king of the wild frontier, right? <laughs> right. Um, what's, what's the quote again? Say it again. Be always sure you're right, then go ahead. Now, be always sure you're right. It's funny. Apparently, he was he was kind of cocky. And it, he, it's, <laughs> also a poli- it's, also, it's also kind of a politician thing to say, right? Do the right thing. Be sure you're right. Blah, blah, blah. But then the phrase that he made popular was go ahead, which is such a common phrase now you don't even think about what it means like go ahead of someone or go out ahead and if it's davy crockett the scout talking about it Mm. it's him just figure out what you're going to do and then go out ahead go and do it go scout you know and go ahead i I use it all the time like hey can can i can i borrow this yeah go ahead you don't even think about it it's not even (laughs) the meaning of it it has it's been like totally gone and i've never thought about it until today when i read the quote are you are you sure that it's from i mean i know the quotes from him but like the i guess yeah like the context of like go ahead being like such a common phrase i i did hear that it became popularized people would say that a lot like the go ahead was like popular because he said it a lot the quote in itself it i'm sorry it just sounds like the whole thing of ask forgiveness later like ask for permission later, you know, go ahead and then 
Right. Right. <laughs> Be sure you're right and go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I like, I think, um, <laughs> maybe that's, it, I wonder, like in my mind, that's kind of the, the idea of like, think before you talk. Right. So like, right. If, yeah. you know, and like, you would think if people would, well, I don't, maybe not. Right. Cause maybe people think they're right anyway. And they just say what they're going to say. But at least like, <laughs> if you, if you like know you're right, or you like, you take enough time to consider the fact that you know that what you're going to say is the right thing or what you're going to do is the right thing. Mm -hmm. And then go ahead. Like if more people took that just another split second or two to think about that <laughs> might be a happier place in this world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I do like that. I like, I mean, I will often, uh, you know, like, when I'm telling people something or I'll like pause and wait and make sure that what, what my words are that are coming out are exactly what I want them to be or like closer to what I want. So like having that pause and then, um, and then going ahead. But like, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a, um, I think it's definitely an artistic and maker thing too. It's not that every artistic choice you think is the right choice, but it's like this gut feeling of this is what I'm going to do. Let's go ahead and do it. Like right. this is for whatever reason. This is what I think's right. So let's uh, just. Uh, this is right now. Let's go ahead. I think the different like for me when I hear "go ahead" versus like "go on," "go," "do it," "go mm. ahead" is like. Go, and do it in the in the sound like it with the attitude, of mm. confidence and no fear. That's what mm. I think of when I hear "go ahead" versus "go on," "go do it," "go." Go ahead. Right. Like, Just like when I say, up. when I say sure, it doesn't mean yes. It means a lot of other things. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, go ahead's a little bit more positive. So I guess yeah. that part of it has creeped into our lexicon. Like someone's like, hey, should I try this? Like, yeah, go ahead. It's like, yeah, yeah, sure. Do it that's, with that's a little, yeah. yeah, that's a bit more questioning. It's, it's, should we do this? Like, yeah, let's go ahead and do it. Like, that's. That's it's it has this like feeling of not leadership but yeah going ahead getting out there in front of it. Mm. Yeah, of I think fear. also. Yeah, and I think that's one of the one of the like uh, the things that hold people back in making is just the fear of of messing up, you know, the fear of not doing it right. And some of that is like when you do anything for the first time, you're gonna you have a little bit of that wariness whether or not you're doing it right. But if if you could kind of put that go ahead mentality into like whatever you're trying. Um, you know, like the more, you know, how to do a thing, you, you get that confidence in doing it. And so then like, if you could put that confidence into each like new thing you do and just go ahead and try it. And if you mess up, you mess up, but like do it with confidence. I think that's a kind of important aspect to making. And that's something that people who are, um, I wouldn't say good makers, but people who are confident makers and confident in their own, own abilities are usually like willing to just jump in and try something. Yeah. right off the bat and not like not be wary about it or not take a, like a long time to decide if they want to do it or not. They're like, let's just give it a shot and go ahead and try it. Let's go ahead and we'll just do it. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, that's all part of the learning process. You know, yeah. a lot of the stuff we do, uh, you know, it's one off. It's we're just trying it for the first time and having no fear of making mistakes and learning from those mistakes. And I know for Priscilla, not speaking for her per se, but as a teacher and uh <clears throat> dustin i know you know as a teacher also it's like you know mm -hmm. you go through just that whole idea of trying it and failing and then you learn from mm -hmm. that and you mm -hmm. 
progress from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big part of, of teaching is just building the confidence in the students to do the thing, to give it a try and to like be mm-hmm. able to make the mistake. That's where people get held up in the beginning. They're just like, uh, if I drew, if I draw the line too quick, it's just not going to be right. Like, well, it doesn't matter if it's right or not, just do it and try it. And then if it's right, great. And if it's not right, then erase it and try again. You know, like <laughs> you have that eraser on the back of your pencil for a reason. <laughs> so it's <laughs> like, it's there. It's that's a, that's your safety net. you like, it, it's impermanent. You know, it doesn't matter if it's wrong. Just give it a shot. We'll, sh- we'll start over if we need to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just realized I was thinking about when I use it most, a lot of times it's an encouraging couple words I say to my daughter all the time. Mm. Like she's climbing a thing. Go ahead. Like, it's like a, yes, yeah. do it. You're doing it right. Yeah, Go ahead. Like, it's like <laughs> someone needs affirmation. I yeah, think right. of that too. Like with my students, Luke got me thinking now. Yeah. Um, That's what we do. Saying go ahead is like, they need that if you're able to say that to someone mm-hmm. else you have the confidence and like you just said you oftentimes i would find myself saying that to someone who needs that mm-hmm. that confirmation to do whatever mm-hmm. it is. right mm-hmm. yeah yeah you're giving them like permission to, to yeah. do it <laughs> and like some some people need that you know to be like oh, you need that like yeah like, like you said like Devin as like a child is looking for you as the parent for permission to do this thing. And they're also, they're trusting that you know if it's going to be bad or good. Right. Right. So she goes to do something and you're like, go ahead. And then she's like, okay, whatever I'm chosen is like a safe thing that I can go forward and I'm not going to get hurt or whatever, you know? So (laughs) yeah, sometimes with our daughter, we'll do that. We'll say, I'll say to her, I go, go ahead. You're going to figure out if it's good or bad. (laughs) you know. And that's the whole part is, you know, the way that we're trying to bring up our daughter is letting her figure out Mm -hmm. life and figure out like, Oh, is that hot? You know, go ahead. You know, you might not like it. (laughs) Right. Yeah, right, exactly. Right, of course, yeah, yeah, you're not like, oh, do you want to cross the road? Go ahead, good luck, you know, like, yeah, it's like. Within limits. Yeah, can I run down this, yeah, can I run down this hill? Sure, go ahead, you know, you might roll and, you know, fall in the grass, but you're not going to die, you know, like, then maybe you figure it out. No, yeah, (laughs) I like that. You can try to drive the truck, go ahead, give it a shot. (laughs) (laughs) I do like that, though, it's like, what happens if I do this thing? And you're like, go ahead. See what see what happens, you know. It's like go ahead, try that thing. Yeah. Like lead, go ahead, yeah. try try something. Yeah, go forth. <laughs> so, um, I want to do a quick introduction. So we have uh, Luke and Priscilla, PL Priscilla and Luke Smith. Um, they are the creators of PL Smith, your guys' Instagram, which is your Instagram together, and then you also have and they make that Instagram um, channel, which is all about like celebrating other makers. Um, and then you, um, last couple of years as well have done May for makers, which is an awesome challenge, a month long challenge for makers to post every day. And you do a really awesome job by giving everybody a prompt. So like the, it's, um, in my own personal experience, it's hard to post every day unless you oh, have yeah. 
unless you're creating content every day. Like if you're just, if, if what your content is, is your business, then to me, it doesn't seem as hard, but like most people in the maker world, that's not our hundred percent business. We have other things that we do and other jobs. So finding time to post every day is sometimes pretty hard. Um, and mm -hmm. so May for Makers gives us a way to do that and, and also create, you know, connects this larger community of makers together with other people they haven't met before. So super awesome. So thank you guys so much for joining us today and, uh, and welcome. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I mean, Absolutely. May for Makers in itself, the whole, it, it is a challenge, but you know, that said loosely because there are really I want to say, I mean, there's no rules to it necessarily. Right. You can kind of take the idea of it and the prompts however you see fit is really what the heart of it is. And that's why, right. I, you know, there's other Instagram quote-unquote challenges out there, of course. But with Made for Makers, the whole idea of it was to bring a community together, to network, to find people, mm -hmm. to engage with each other. And, yeah. you know, it's, we'll see people that are like, oh, we've missed days or, you know, th there's no reason to feel bad about it. Like us making it and from the beginning, we missed days, you know, there's been a few <laughs> days that today, for example, today when we're recording this podcast is the 18th and why did I is the quote, but mm -hmm. we haven't done anything for that yet. So maybe we'll post something tomorrow, maybe not, but it, there is, you know, no pressure with the whole thing. That's it's funny that you say that because um, this year, I think after maybe the sixth or seventh day, um, I, I like missed a day. And then it dawned on me that I didn't have to post every day. Like it's a challenge. Like, you know, it's a good thing to aim for. And you, and you guys gave us good prompts for every day to post. But really I was like, you know, made for makers is, is about the community. It's about connecting all mm -hmm. these people together. So like if I miss a day, if I don't have a good thing to do for that day, then like, that's okay. I can miss the day. And the next day you gave me another prompt. So I'll like do right. it on that day, you know, or like if, you know, if like, or if I then think of something a day late or something, just throw that in. I don't know. Like in the past couple of years yeah. that I've done it, I've always been kind of like strict on myself. Like I want to try to post every day. Cause I think it's like, it mm -hmm. helps to build, you know, like some type of algorithm and it also just gets your, your name out there and starts to network. But, um, but then this year it's like something, I, yeah, it's funny you say that. Cause I was like, huh, I'm not, I'm not as stressed about this year. Although I like, I still like the challenge. And I want to try to do it every day, but I don't like, yeah. I don't feel like I absolutely have to for some reason. And now he yeah. has your blessing that he doesn't have to. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's done now. Not one more. <laughs> and a lot of it is too, like you could have something that fits within multiple days. Like for right. the prompts, you know, one, two different prompts could be a same thing that you could make content out of. So, you know, you, we, we did that in the beginning. It was like day, you know, eight and nine, like both of these can right. overlap and the content we can make can apply to both of these. So why not, you know? Or if right. you're someone that likes to batch content, um, I mm -hmm. personally, I prefer to make things in advance so I have them ready to post so I don't have to feel like mm. that type of stress. And I'm bad at that. But yeah, if me too. you um <laughs> but if you're doing it on the fly then you also get creative in a different way. But like mm. if you do things in advance so for example, we chose some of them we're like, okay, we wanna use this old content because it would be perfect for this and we really wanna share it for this prompt because we feel like it tells us better. 
you know, who we are. But then for this other prompt, we just really want that one to be something new. So we can't really batch that because we're not going to be making that or recording that until like mm. later this day or something like that. So I think that um, everybody does it a little different and um, it's cool, makes it more interesting and more fun sometimes when you are able to go ahead and take that pressure off yourself because <laughs> it is really stressful. We actually missed the first day because we yeah. were so stressed out. <laughs> oh, yeah. We were so stressed out and we were pulling our hair out and it was just like, I won't go into the details, but it was like so much and it you didn't, that's when we had to realize like, look, like we've done all this work, you know, we're doing this, like we've got to take some pressure off of ourselves have some have some grace because yeah. we're like what the heck like how are we not even able to to get our our uh, own, our own challenge on yeah. our own freaking day one like <laughs> let's go well i mean we i i work full-time still uh priscilla now is full-time mom which obviously in and of itself is a full-time job but you know it, the stuff that we're making as far as content it is sometimes later in the evening that is the only time we have to do it so right now with this whole year we've done a lot of work from basically beginning of march to may and even like you know ongoing when it came to getting the sponsors together because this year we decided we want to try and have 31 days of giveaway as a sponsor for every single day and we mm -hmm. did achieve that which has been amazing. We really appreciate every brand and maker because coming up this month, we got Paul Jackman and Mike Calavera. They're doing their own giveaways. Um, nice. But it's just been a lot of nego coordination back and forth with them. And right. even for just setting up the giveaways and the way that we're running those and doing the winners, like we have to figure it out each week so it's like when it comes to creating content for ourselves it's like all right you know if we didn't plan it out beforehand we're like oh, what are we doing tonight right. i think a lot of people <laughs> feel that way i'm really interested to know either of you um what have you found have you found anything different in your experience so far this year compared to the last year or the year before just like what you're seeing of people posting or your interactions or how would you describe um, it i've i've seen um i think i've seen s more people do uh more serious posts this year mm -hmm. i agree um and uh i I was kind of thinking about that the other day and either more serious or like, or even just, um, a little bit like heftier, you know, like just taking, like adding a little bit more to it this year, which is, mm -hmm. um, kind of interesting. Um, and I've also seen people, um, post stuff that's different than I hadn't seen before, which is kind of cool. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. What do you um, mean by different? Uh, like, well, like content or just, um, things that I didn't know about them. Like, I feel like we have oh, a, someone kind of a you general, already follow. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Someone who I already follow who, who, uh, 
who I thought I kind of, you know, in the, in the grand scheme of things, you kind of have a general idea of what this person does and likes and, you know, just by following people. And then, and then I feel like I've been seen, seen some things that have surprised me this year about people. Um, and yeah, not in like that. a good or bad way, just yeah, different. Mm-hmm. I noticed that like about you use the word serious. I, I mm. agree, like, I guess I agree on that. And I would use the word uh, personal, like they're very mm-hmm. personal. Yeah. I don't know if that's the mm-hmm. word I'm using, like, because serious isn't a bad thing, right? It's but no. it's right. more like very yeah. personal. And and as I like Heartful. stare at, yeah. I stare at the prompts each night. No, as I look at things <laughs> and I'm finally, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like this. Made for Makers turn went from like this, and this is just my opinion. Babe, uh-huh. You're looking mm-hmm. at me. The we're like went from this maker challenge daily related making related right to this like mm. online visual journal where I feel yeah. like people have yeah. opened up so much I and agree. and and you, but I. I love it, well, and I think it's cool yeah. because I think each year people feel more free to do that. Yeah, and yeah. well, because they understand that our the whole idea of this thing, made for makers as itself, is you know a free expression. Maybe, platform, maybe, right? but what if you well, maybe if what if this is your first year and you just well, heard of it? That's why we made the page on our website that's all about and tried to yeah. write those things and say that like, look, there's know, no but... pressure on this. That's <laughs> what I'm saying I, on that. Yeah, I also think like I, you know, as like this is my, I think my third year doing it. I want to say maybe on the very first year I did a couple of them, and then the last two years I tried to do all of them, and then this year as well. Um, and I think that. Um, the, the more years I do it, the more comfortable I get with the community. Right. So it's like, okay, well, it's like, all right, I, this is like a a group of people that I I'm going to see again for this month since last year and the year before. And like this group has become, you know, it grows each year. I'm seeing new people who like, Mm um, uh, what's his name? I'll think about it in a minute, but a, a knife maker that I really like and follow, um, he's doing made for makers this year and, and he's not, it's like a different group of people. There's like the knife, I have like the knife community people and then I have the maker community people and they overlap a little bit sometimes, but not mm-hmm. all the time. And he's one, like somebody that I hadn't seen overlap with other makers within the maker community as much. And then I saw him doing made for makers this year. And I was like, Oh, that's so cool. You know, like, yeah. like what a, what a cool thing like this, it's spreading out further. But I also think that the more we do it, the more comfortable we get with the group of people. It's like, it's like a big family. And now like mm-hmm. each year, you can kind of like open up a little bit more and try to maybe just try, try to go, um, you know, navigate the prompts in a way that's a little different, like less topical and more like, you know, digging deeper. Yeah. yeah. That's, well, that's every year. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt. No, go, go ahead. No, go ahead. Every year we come up with new prompts. Like mm-hmm. some of them may be like, for example, like the first day of introduction, it's like the way we word it, we try to do differently. Like we don't want to just take what we did the previous year, copy, paste, do the same things. Mm-hmm. We try to come up with different prompts for each day that are different from the previous year and word things differently than may be a similar topic, but also try and make the ones that we're putting out there uh, I mean, this year specifically, be more heartfelt and more, uh, I'm blanking on what to say about that, but like, 
-hmm. when Priscilla and I were talking about it, she was saying that I want it to be more personal. Like for one of the prompts coming up, it's time for yourself. Like it's like Mm -hmm. for you. I was saying that I want to, um, we said this, we shared this with someone else. I was saying that with the reach as it grows, Mm -hmm. I want to use the reach for something positive to call attention to exactly. things like social emotional mm-hmm. health and yeah. and just and things like yesterday was helping hand so yes doing good you know that doesn't necessarily yeah. have to be personal i just well, meant i was trying i would like to use yeah the the reach in a in a proactive manner i mean that in more of a way that it's less necessarily makery so that anybody you know, there's people out there that don't right. consider themselves to be makers. And we've heard people say that to us. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. people will direct message and say, I don't really consider myself a maker. Can I even do this? And we're like, yeah, of course. You know, mm-hmm. if you're creative or it's just something that, you know, a prompt inspires an idea you have, go ahead. Of course, it's open to anybody. So right. by having it be that way, that's more you know, social and emotional awareness, it's broadening the possibility of what you can do with it. Yeah, I, um, the way I look at it, because I don't necessarily personally contribute. I did last year for two or three, and then I gave up, and Dustin was mad at me. Because I told him, because Dustin was like, I don't know if I'll do them all, and I was like, you know what? I'll do them all if you do them all. He's like, okay. And then it was like the third day. And he's like, that. where's your post? And I was like, oh, I gave up. I didn't You're do like, it. I'm done. I was like, no, that's how it works. You said if I do them all, you'll do them all. That's how it works. <laughs> I was like, you can't make me. But anyway, so I didn't finish. But what it is, it, I, it's we all know these people on their their social media online personalities. We know what they want to present. And to me, that's like you go in an office or, or go into a group of people and you always see them one way. And then they're like, all right, we're going to do a, we're going to go to a ropes course, some type of team building exercise. And then all of a sudden everybody who you were, who you thought you knew in a certain way, they all get attached to like a, a rope and it's like 20 feet in the air and everyone starts acting differently. Right. And then you start, and even uh-huh. if you're not up on the rope, you're like looking up and you're seeing all these people do these different things these 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 it doesn't have to be crazy but these you're putting people in different situations or asking them different questions right. and then even if you're not involved you still get to be a part of it and enjoy watching people in a different light yeah yeah beautifully put yeah you want to take I, it on next year <laughs> maybe i don't know <laughs> you know well, we still ground, have looking up at the, the ropes <laughs> still got 12 days left <laughs> you can do the second <laughs> that's true he's like i've true. never participated before but <laughs> 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 you totally get it <laughs> yeah i mean that's the beauty of it it's like you know you don't have to take part in it to understand so, yeah, it the web- see like the website you, says yeah. even if you aren't actually doing it you're still participating by like cheering each other's on exactly yeah. like by yeah just see from the whole thing i mean the idea of may for makers started where we found that the hashtag may for makers had zero posts in it nobody had ever used that hashtag before oh, so man. back in 2020 when it started we saw that as an opportunity to be like hey let's create this and use this hashtag 
you know, put or encourage other people to use that hashtag so that everyone's everyone partaking in it shows up in that same space. So where if you go and look at the hashtag or follow the hashtag, you're finding these new people. And that still is the point of it. So if you go follow hashtag May for Makers or hashtag May for Makers 2023, you're going to be able to see the people that are doing it even if you don't have the time, because we get it. Everyone's busy. Everyone's got the, their own stuff going on in their lives. If you just follow it or, you know, join in by liking people's stuff, that's being part of it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I think, you know, as a, like you could be a contributor and you can also be in like someone who's inspired by it. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, just following along and watching what other people are doing and like seeing those prompts and it really getting to like a view into different people's lives as makers or, you know, and, and then deeper in, you know, there's like making with kids. There's a lot of people talking about their kids and a lot of people about like, like why we make, you know, all those things are like, they're Mm -hmm. definitely prompts that like can dive you in a little bit deeper into just the surf, you know, a little bit below the surface, which is really nice. But yeah, it does, you know, I, I find just looking around and looking at other people's work is really inspiring, you know, like, Oh, that's really cool. Or, or, you know, I like, maybe I don't have an idea for a prompt. And so then I just see what other people have done. And then it starts to like build my inspiration. I'm like, Oh, that's cool. Oh yeah. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. So exactly. And when we started this in the beginning, we put it out there to the community and to the public, like, Hey, do you guys have any ideas for prompts? Like, you know, we'll, try and we do that every year yeah yeah what i was gonna say is this year too like we'll put it out there like let us know what you think and the making with kids was suggested by our friend logan needham of pillage then burn is his instagram username but he's a great guy awesome maker out of uh nevada and And he was the one that suggested that and then someone else suggested making as a kid yeah so we combine nice, that. Yeah. So it's like, because yeah. we thought, you know, oh, yeah. not everybody has kids, of course. So to try and make this as inclusive as possible to, you know, that's always been the way that it's been structured or way we've tried to put it out there is each prompt is open to your own interpretation. You know, you could take right. it as serious as possible or you could make it as silly. Like we always say like how the first year everyday carry edc was one of the prompts but the post right priscilla and i put out there was her sitting on my shoulders like pretending that i carry her every day (laughs) so it's you could be as serious as you want or just take it as as generic or take it as broad as you would like Right. And the prompts are open enough. You know, you give, yep. you just give just enough to get a seed started, but not like, what is your favorite thing you've ever made? You know, like yep. you just you yeah. leave it open ended, which is really nice. Yeah. But, um, I, I, go ahead. I was going to say every year we've always had people either message us and question like, what does this mean? Like, what do you mean by that? So this year <laughs> we tried to take it to the next step. And on our website, we made a couple, two pages dedicated to may for makers and one being an about page that kind of explains everything about the challenge but then the page that has the prompts and when you scroll down that and you see each day and it says what the prompt is who the sponsor what they're giving away but there is a part on there that says 
like this was kind of our idea behind what this prompt means, like kind of mm. trying to help people give them a direction of what they could interpret it as if they're having trouble. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All that, like you were saying, no wonder you guys were like, you, you have so much to do before it even starts. And I want to give yeah. you guys some love on that because like all your stuff is super clean and super professional looking like everything you guys put out is really really nice um thank you so that that has to take so much time because i i know any anyone can just jump on their phone and like use a filter and use something but i know you guys are spending a lot of time on on graphics and getting web pages up and getting like uh things to like what's the thing priscilla where it was you're like, oh, you can use a calendar, and you like had everything laid out nice to help organize. Like that stuff oh, takes yeah. so much time, <laughs> yeah. and I, I appreciate it when when people put that time in into that stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So, um, you talked a, a little bit about like coming up with the prompts. Um, the so, are you guys just like you just have a calendar and you just start writing stuff out, or are you just like spitballing ideas and then how they come together? How does that work? When we come up with the prompts for the mm-hmm. act, for the month, like the fun. yeah. So we we yeah. this started year, off. We made an Excel sheet, and I put down every single prompt that we had for the previous years, like yeah, in we, columns. Mm-hmm. And then I was just thinking of things like. Well, we we first have the like golden ticket ones. So hmm. how it started the first right. year. Is like these are the ones that people loved, and like we've done polls mm-hmm. too. So the next year we keep those, but we reword them, we rename gotcha. them. Some of them. Um, or yeah. So then mm-hmm. the next, so then you see how those, and then then we come up with new ones, right? And we even have them like color coded of funny, serious, open ended. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyone could relate to. Yeah, they're all, and then and then we also. Um, once we have them. So we have, like, the good ones that are, like, the gold, right? Everybody wants you. You should always bring back um, new ones. Okay, say we have 31. Mm -hmm. Then we color code them by emotion. How hard does it tug at your heart? How serious is it? No. (laughs) And then the serious funny scale. (laughs) Then we take the colors, and then we sprinkle them throughout the month so no funny ones are too close together or serious are too close together. Exactly. And I mean, when we were (laughs) making this, we'll just spitball, like, you know, I'll write down things that I think people could make posts on or topics of things. And we'll, I know for this year, we had a list of like a hundred different prompts and we'd say, okay, which ones are kind of similar that you could interpret them as being the same thing? Yeah, I try to figure out which, if we want to keep that one, which wording works the best. So it's kind of just right. like a filtering, you know, step by step whole process of finalizing what ones work best. And this year, we've had feedback that a lot of people think these prompts are, you know, some of the best ones that they've seen. And, yes. you know, it's been. Very, just hearing that such a humbling thing to us because these are just ideas that Syl and I have, and just our conversation of you know married life, just hanging out with each other. Like, what do you think of this? And we definitely try to 
put ourselves in the shoes of everyone else being how could they post like what would be something that they would post for this yeah like he was so fighting me on the making with kids or as a kid (laughs) and it came down to like the end of last week of april and i was in all the graphics and the website and everything is made and i'm like i'm like i'm sorry no that one's going and what was it it was theme song there was some, yeah, it was like we wanted to And I'm like, I'm sorry, that one's going. I'm yeah, keeping the Making with Kids. I'll write a whole novel on the website to explain how you can participate, whether or not you have a child. <laughs> this is true. It's like, if, if you if you go to that, if you go click on that, on the link, it, it literally, there's a par- paragraph, and it's like, you know, if you don't have kids, if you ever had the opportunity to make with kids, how would you, yeah. what would you feel confident teaching? You know, yeah. it's like. Yeah. No, and then I had. <laughs> Uh, Keith Drennan of Blackthorn Concepts. I don't know if you guys know yeah. him or not, but yeah, we know Keith. Yep. He, we were messaging, and he was like, ah, "I don't know if I'm going to have anything for this day." And I was like asking questions. I was like, "Where did you get inspiration? Like, you know, when was the first time you made something? Because you could interpret it as like, you know, when I was a kid, when yeah, did right. I start making? You know, it's yeah. that's what we say is open to interpretation. But as far as like all of the other prompts that we do brainstorm, it's like you know combing through, combing through, combing and through. And then there's still ideas for next yeah. year. You know, maybe ones that didn't make it can show up. But like I said before too, it's like we will reach out to the community and see what people think. The first year of this was really cool when it was so small. We had like mm-hmm. a group of maybe ten. 12 people yeah. yeah that like we went on zoom calls with and we're like all right let's like you know brainstorm we call them the ogs yeah the ogs because nice. <laughs> they seem to like surface yeah. like we see them like it's almost like we only see them during may they don't yeah. often, <laughs> or they great. don't like pop you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. um <laughs> but i i will say that this is this year has been the most work and it started to take the fun out of it for me. And mm. I explained to Luke that the prompts are my favorite part. And so I had to right. find that joy, like, before, like, finishing, like, before finalizing it and releasing it. Like, I had to feel like they were good because, like, right. I need to love it if I'm going to stare at it every day for a 31 day, you know, <laughs> or, like, my phone is lighting yeah. up over and over again and I'm like, Oh, you know, I have to love this or it's not going to be fun. And so that's why, like, maybe to you, Luke, it was Hmm. just like one sentence or a short phrase. But to me, it was like, these prompts on my babies. (laughs) (laughs) They have to be like, do you know what I'm saying? I trust you. And and yeah, I mean, you guys are doing so much extra work. It's like a a party at your house where it's great. You're happy. Everyone's over. But it's like you still got to answer questions and trash cans over there. Let me have your jacket. <laughs> That's what you guys are doing. Yeah, you're the host. Hey, we love you're glad right? every you're glad everybody's over, but you have the most work. And then yeah. that's when Luke but, was I mean, saying he when we were like, oh my god, like, um, put so much work into that post and it's not doing so well. Yeah. Oh, oh well, or we didn't post that one yet, or I like know what I'm posting for the last day of the month, but I have no idea what I'm posting for this week or something like that. But <laughs> right. he's like. He's always says, you know, Priscilla, remember, it's for the community. It's for them. As long as they're enjoying mm. themselves, 
As long as our guests at <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <To> our party, <laughs> <laughs> our party are having fun. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go take a nap. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is what this has become. This is, I, People will message us and be like, oh, are we supposed to tag you in these? I'm like, no, you don't have to do that at all. Like, So that's why we created And They Make. Yes. Ah, uh, yeah. I know I was actually going to – that perfect transition. I was just thinking the same thing. <laughs> wait, wait. Before, before we jump, yeah. this is going to come out tomorrow. So what is the prompt for Saturday? So, so maybe some people like myself haven't jumped in this month. What's, what's Saturday's prompt, if you guys can pull that up? Saturday is Game Changer. So game changer. obviously that can be taken as whatever. And for those of you listening uh, – like we said in the beginning, there's no time that's too late to jump in this. I mean, you could be in June and look back at this and take some of these prompts and post them, you know, uh, yeah. whatever you want to do. But Game Changer on our website, well, let me back up, on our website, plsmith.com slash MFM prompts, or you can find it up at the top bar. Um, they... Every single prompt for the month is listed out, and it shows who the sponsor is. But for May 20th, Game Changer, uh, we have a description there. It says, can you, think of, can you think of a tool or experience that took you or and your work or business to the next level? When did it happen? How did it change your outlook or goals to the future? You know, that's one, I guess, little direction that we're trying to point you in to what you could post. But what ever comes to your mind when you hear game changer that's what you can post about mm, i like it dust what's your, what's your game changer do a sneak preview of <laughs> well i was just thinking so uh on saturday Devin and i and our brother drew and our friend guy uh will be on e-bikes doing a 40 mile bike camping trip yeah. for a single day and so i was thinking for game changer it could be just like the technology of like, you know, battery power and, and, you know, wh how far it's come over the last couple of years and how far it's going and, and it's oh, positivity yeah. on the world. So I was like, perfect. We're doing e-bike, e-bike trip. And, you know, yeah, could be you a gotta, game you changer. Post, you got to post a picture of that. <laughs> there like you go. That. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. And go ahead. I was going to say even like my mindset on like power tools, you know, I was like for the longest time, I was always like, well, you know, mm -hmm. quartered power tools have mm -hmm. more power in your hand. They're better. They're going to last longer. But like the way battery power is now, it's so convenient and so handy and so strong. And, you know, it's like it really is a, a game changer. Like what what the world <laughs> is doing with electricity. It's cool. <laughs> um, yeah, I think equipment. I mean, that's the simple one, but like a great camera that we bought a couple years in with the channel and then a really nice computer to edit edit our videos in in 4k and export them in 4k i i just wanted that i wanted it to constantly look the way it was going to end up looking as i edit so a really nice computer a uh mm -hmm. a really crazy expensive camera that <laughs> patrons <laughs> paid for Yep. <laughs> like we <laughs> saved up. Patrons. Well, we just saved up our Patreon money for a couple of years and didn't know what to do about it. I was like, how about a really expensive camera? And then that's what we used it on. <laughs> there you go. And like, perfect. Because that's, you know, that's what we always said and shouted out. Like everything that people are giving back to us is going back into what mm -hmm. we're doing just to make better content for to give back out for free. You know, so yeah, we use yeah. it for that. that <laughs> yeah, that's the great thing. You give give 
like chunks of money to artists. It usually just goes back to cool tools they want to use, and they're just going to keep <laughs> making more <laughs> exactly. stuff with it. Yeah. yeah, cool. Nice. Um, all right, so I did want to transition a little bit to the And They Make channel. So can you guys talk a little bit about like when that started and then why and what the main uh, reason is for that, that second channel? Yes. Oh, Sorry. <laughs> Put you right. on the spot. So, so And They Make was a brainchild of mine during my recovery. I had a surgery in February of 2021 and mm -hmm. as a teacher being out of work it was just weird I couldn't be up I had to be that horizontal <laughs> for two weeks <laughs> and you know it was kind of nice though because I got to not have to worry about my lesson plans and all that stuff and so <laughs> this is just had been something that was on my brain anyways at, at the time because what was so cool as I explained to Luke I was like okay made for makers is awesome but it's doesn't make sense or it doesn't feel right for me for us to keep sharing people's awesome posts and all this cool thing on pl smith's page stories right mm -hmm. is clogging it up and it's not about us like luke said earlier people are like oh are we supposed to tag you like it's not a requirement it's not a contest it's its own thing so it needs somewhere else to live and i explained that to him and oh my gosh for days after I explained this whole idea I had, he was like, I don't get it. I don't get it. And so I was just, and, and so I just went ahead and I built it and I explained to him that I wanted to have made for makers. I love that analogy or metaphor you used of walking on a tight rope. Like this is like experience of all the, makers together doing this amazing mm, exercise mm -hmm. brain exercise right. <laughs> together i want it to happen year round and i want it mm -hmm. to be able to live in a space online that can not only have to be once a year so mm -hmm. that's when i came up with and they make and i explained it to him and we ran it by a bunch of other makers on several zoom calls and i wanted to launch it on March 1st, exactly one year after we created PL Smith. Mm -hmm. So it was really nice. special in many ways. But um, yeah. And so I, as a teacher, I also threw in, you know, I wanted it to be a center uh, for people to learn. And we had some really awesome people come on and teach a little formally some classes and then informally little short demos. And it, it just became a beautiful thing. And for the following year, Made for Makers was able to live there so we could post giveaways and put stories and share people's stuff mm. all on there. So if you want to follow Made for Makers, you would go there. So at that point, there was nothing about Made for Makers on our website or mm. it being attached to our name, so to speak. It And they make is the community, right? Because it's all, mm. you know, we're... We've got our day jobs, right? We're engineers, mm -hmm. we're teachers, we're parents, we're, you know, all that. And we make. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's, um, I don't know, when you guys, you did a live stream, what, like a week ago or so. 
and you were just like kind of getting some feedback, how people were feeling, how people were doing that, you know, uh-huh. made for makers and whatnot. And I popped on, I was listening and the prompt for, I think the next day was, and they make, mm-hmm. and I was like, I guess, you know, based off of my understanding of your channel, it's like, that's a whole place to just highlight makers and just show yep. you highlight other people. You know, it's like you have, you have a channel in social media, which is very selfish. You know, it's like all of us putting things out in the world and trying to get feedback and getting some like justification in a certain way. Um, and that's, mm-hmm. I mean, that's not a bad thing. That's, that's artists in general. Artists are taking what's inside and they're putting it out on paper and giving it to the world to then give some, them some feedback on what they think about it or to experience that with that thing. Right. Um, yeah. And so like it was that, that whole channel is just like, it's very like, um, it's so selfless <laughs> that it's like, it seems so out of place in not out of place in a bad way, but at, like it, it has its own place that is not very common in, uh, in, in the Instagram and social media worlds. And so I just want to yeah. like congratulate you guys on that. Cause it is such a unique thing. Like I had never seen anything like that when I first started seeing it come up and it was like such a cool thing that you have this whole channel. That's just about highlighting other people, you know? And yeah. for a while, like I, don't, I forget how I found it. Like maybe, I saw that you post about somebody who I follow and because you tagged them, it popped up in my feed and I didn't realize that. And they make was PL Smith. It it was, it was you guys right away, you know? So it Mm -hmm. took a little while. And I, and that too is like, that's like, congratulations. (laughs) Cause I think that's (laughs) in my mind, that's what you were going for. And I think it worked really well. And it's like, it's amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's just a page. Like, again, like we say, May for Makers is a event for networking and finding people within the community or, you know, people that are just creative. Like the maker community is a thing that to make to some people, it may come across as intimidating. Like they could say, Mm -hmm. oh, like I am I a member of this community? Am I Mm -hmm. good enough to be part of this community? Mm -hmm. Like in the beginning back in 2019 i didn't even know if i was a maker or not i didn't know that i could call myself a maker i didn't know if i had that stature or capability of saying oh like i'm that level because to me at that point makers were the big dogs like you know the people Mm -hmm. that were the ogs of instagram and youtube um Mm -hmm. but we wanted and they make to be this whole thing where you no matter what you do, if you have any creativity or, you know, just do something with your hands or whatever, even if, or if it's not with your hands, if it's with a camera, if it's with Mm. the computer, like to be able to showcase you and what you do so that other people that see this, that maybe say, Oh, like that they're the top of the game makers can find you, can see you and Mm. be like, wow, I never knew like, that people even did that or whatever, or like that, that you did that, or I knew of you, but I didn't know you did that. Like, that's the coolest part. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I like you said, you know, you'll see like everyone is kind of, it's it kind of puts everybody on the same playing field, right? You have yep. these like beautiful black and white photographs of like people and, and what they do. And you highlight and you tell them about their, <laughs> you know, uh, talks about their story and stuff and 
Um, and you guys had you invited us on to and they make um, after maker camp last year or maybe it was the year before because i think we took a picture with the uh the and they make sign yeah. Like yeah. the first picture taken with the sign we were like yeah we got the first picture <laughs> <laughs> and, thank you uh, shaper at, that was so yeah right yeah exactly um and that was cool. It was like really humbling and, and an honor, you know, because I had seen all sorts of really cool makers. Like you see, like I'd seen some of like the big dogs of making, you know, on and they make. And then, you know, to be able to like to be it's a it's a platform for everyone, you know, that you can yeah. kind of start connect. And you guys are using um, what you have built up over the last several years to put back out in the world. Right. To kind of build those connections to bring more people together. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Cool. Yeah. I mean, and I mean, it is another thing that's time consuming like to with and they make it's not a huge well-known thing i would say like you know it's we're still in the beginning years of it and mm -hmm. what we have to do is we reach out to people and be like hey have you heard of and they make if you haven't this is what it is would you like to be featured whereas mm -hmm. it would be nice if people were to reach out and be like hey can I be featured on this? I mean, like that's, there's a form and people. Yeah. Yeah. That. That's what I'm saying. There is a form, right. but maybe not a lot of people know of that. So mm. we, it's, you know, we would love for people to reach out and say, Hey, I'd love to be featured. Here's my picture. Here's my bio. And then we'll put them up there. Like if you go on the page and click the link, y'all, it's right there. <laughs> well, I will tell you, though, like, do it. I'm like from... there are times that I'm like, Luke, have you been on anime lately? It's a lot. <laughs> no, like, no, Mul like, managing multiple Instagram like, accounts is. is it, oh, yeah. that person, they're so cool. Have you seen? I'm like, yeah, I posted them on anime like two months ago. That's that person that we had. He's like, oh, oh, that's that. Oh, I already asked him to be on it. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> well, I will say, like, from the perspective of someone watching it from happening from the outside, it's a. Uh, uh, seems more appropriate to be invited than to invite yourself well i mean like i, I, I might yeah yeah no yeah, that's good go. that you guys are saying that because you know i think the more people understand that that they can reach out and be like hey i love what you yeah. guys are doing you know could or could you put me up there you know and if that if that's okay right that doesn't seem yeah. as, as like purely just letting you know from my perspective that seems like it's it's not that yeah. it it doesn't seem like it should work that way but i'm glad that you guys are pushing it that's that it's like, not how just, we want it so if it's, anybody it's listens not, right it's if not anybody, just anyone because if you go on the website the word says apply yeah, Meaning no, right. You're not guaranteed. I'm just trying to say, like anybody <laughs> right. listening to this, if you consider yourself a maker or creative in any way, check right. it out. You know, find on our website plsmith.com. There is a form on there that you can fill out. Anybody is welcome to say, "Hey, I would like to be on there." Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, that's great. I think um, yeah, having that like. At putting that request out there so anyone who's listening if you're interested head over to head over to the website send them this information about yourself apply <laughs> you need yeah. that Bam. um you need you need that army like we want you poster yeah. <laughs> 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 uncle sam yeah, yeah you need the uncle sam like we want you to join <laughs> i just remembered um when this is funny when i came up with the idea this is exactly how I started it when I told Luke about anime. I said, Luke, he's like, what was up? Is everything okay? No. I was like, yeah. I was like, um, is, I yeah. think I accidentally 
created another business. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, what do you mean? I was like, uh, come here, sit down. I think I created another business. That's what I said. Which is, you know, it's its own thing, which is the point, but. Yeah. Um, it was just funny. No, it, it is a lot of work. <laughs> that was when, funny. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was very skeptical at first about it, but I was, yeah. you know, as a good husband should do, trust your wife. But <laughs> I just, you know, it's, it's a lot of work to yeah. be the one reaching out to everybody and trying to mm-hmm. line up all the people that do it. Whereas oh, yeah. if people were reaching out to us and we had a lineup, like just a queue waiting there for us, it would be, you know. It has its ebbs and flows. Yeah. yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, right. But reach out. If you want to be on there, we'd love to feature you. Yeah. And there's, yeah, there's say, no cost. Like, yeah. <laughs> the reason why we don't have guests on every week is that it is it does take a lot of work to reach out and plan and organize. And, you know, like you said, I mean, we all have full-time jobs and other things. It's like, so mm-hmm. yeah, the, that, yeah, the fact that like what Devin said earlier, the guy that you guys are doing it all and that it all looks so well done and well-made and professional. is just a, a nod to how, how serious you take it. And I think the community can feel that like, it feels like that. something really serious, whether or not like you guys think it's going as, you know, like you said, like Priscilla, you said it's ebbs and flows, right? So maybe right, like maybe now it's not going as like boisterous as you would hope to, but from the yeah, outside, but then... it, the outside, it looks it, it all like you do a really good job of presenting it as this like really nice, professional, well-made, mm. well-documented thing that is just flowing super easily. It looks great. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah we always, that's what we're always saying. Like he, a certain thing, like you said, you think it's going to get like this one's great this one's we did this one so well we put so much work into it and it doesn't get it but the idea is you present you're always should try to present the best version of whatever you're putting out there because if you're lucky enough to get the eyes on it then you have shown somebody something done really well so yeah Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Um, so Luke, you mentioned just a few minutes ago that it was not that many years ago that you were like unsure if you were a maker or not. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, and then this year you guys were like the group of makers at make 48 who helped everyone (laughs) else make. And that's like super cool. Like, so can you talk a little bit about make 48 and how you got into it? And then like what you guys were doing there? Cause I think it's fascinating. Yeah. I mean that was such an amazing experience to start off with. I mean, it was all about us being there, helping these teams make their visions a reality. Um, How we got into right. it, to answer your question, is we yeah. reached out to some of our other friends that and asked them how they were mm. involved mm-hmm. before and had some questions about it because um, we it, always see it happening and we've heard of it and been following yeah. them but not quite sure exactly what it is. And so um, our friend Brandy 
away. She has gone several, mm-hmm. a couple of times, and um, we learned by asking her that, you know, some people go by being sponsored, and some mm-hmm. people go just by... Just volunteering. Or just volunteer, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so she was sponsored by Lincoln this this year, mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. Total Bolt is there, and a bun- a few other brands you might know about, but we were um we volunteered yeah they were looking Mm. for tool text but we um we just really wanted to be involved we wanted to help we wanted to be a part of it we weren't looking to get paid we just Mm -hmm. really liked the idea of having 40 hours to come up with an idea that's not already that doesn't already exist (laughs) watch people work with pet pen lawyers and and discuss this innovative oh, technology and yeah and stay up till midnight like well, you have no idea what you're about to make as a tool deck because you <laughs> the people haven't come up with their ideas yet yeah and exactly. so you're just like holy shit like i'm like standing in the shop like looking around like i bet i better know how to use that tool wait which one i'm like what are we gonna have to make right i went from like sewing to having to like weld this great like yeah. i can't give well, you more information basically <laughs> yeah. the way the way the whole thing works is the teams on there I mean, I didn't know this going into it. They're not allowed to use any power tools whatsoever. Like even a oh, drill. Crazy. Like they can't yeah. use yeah. that. So the tool techs that are there is what we were. They're the ones that have to talk with them and say, all right, what is it that you want to do? Okay, I'll use this drill. Yeah, well, we I'll... have to make their prototypes. Yeah, exactly. Right. But yeah. it is yeah. their idea. Looks like, feels like. Right. Exactly. So it, it just was so cool to see, you know, these these kids in, in high school and I, I don't adults. know if there's, yeah, there's, there's not an no age range, but like for, we went to the one that was the nationals, which was all the regional winners went to. Right. Um, and it was mostly, you know, kids in high school to early, you know, young well, there college. Were some families. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was just so cool to see, what they thought of and to brainstorm with them okay how could we make this happen yeah because we were like how much are we allowed to help because it's so hard when you're like, <laughs> right yeah. if i felt this way like all while we were doing that we were also mentors for the maker collab mm-hmm. so yeah, it's yeah. like how Jeez. much are you allowed to participate like as far right. as offering your help your ideas your tools and as the teacher oh my gosh i was like my brain was just revving like i felt like when you're with your students and they have this idea for a project you know that feeling and you're just like oh oh my god yeah but like the difference is i'm not supposed you know it's their idea but then we have to build it so it's also like judges are going to be looking at their product that you're making for these people and you want to make sure you know you want to help them have a great chance at you know you want to make their idea as best as you can is it right. literally in your hands? No <laughs> yeah, that, I think what you're saying is like the constant struggle as a teacher to to be there to help and to push and to teach, but also not to take over. You know, yeah. like I've said to Devin before and some of our other guests, like you know, when I'm when I'm 
given us I'll give a prompt to my class like okay we're gonna we're gonna make this thing and these are your constraints like you got to do this 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 and it has to be this big and it has to do this and it has to have like these things inside and in my head I have you know hundreds of ideas already because mm-hmm. I've already come up with the prompt I've given it to them yeah. and then so they start going and I have like they'll come up with an idea and I've like either I've already thought of that idea or once they start coming um, my brain's like like you said it's like going 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 and I and I have to rein back and I have to be like all right well what do you think you know like where do you want to push this and then I'll try to ask them the right questions to either push them in a direction or if I see that they're going in a direction that I can see that's like fraught with danger quote unquote yeah. you know I'll uh, then I'll hint be like okay well if you do this what if this thing happens, right? Yeah. Like as a, as a small example, I had um, my seniors this year were designing um, retail, like small retail pop-up shops to collaborate with our fashion seniors. And um, my one student was like, oh, it'd be really cool. I could have a second floor and there can be like, you know, a grill up there and then I can have a whole <laughs> glass floor so you can look down inside and you can see the store below. I was like, that's a cool idea, but you know, what if like a woman walks up there with a dress and he's like, Oh, I didn't think about that at all. You know, like, so like, like I want to help out occasionally or, you know, I'm like, Oh, that's a cool idea. Or like, what if you do this? And you know, like, well, how do I get to the second or maybe that, right? Like I want to have a second floor. I'm like, okay, well, do you have room in your store for uh, like, you know, a stairway? (laughs) Like, "Uh, not really. Or how are you going to get there? And, you know, like I'm, I've already seen in my head like 20 different solutions and like just kind of encouraging them to get there in a way that, like you said, is not – it doesn't feel like you're giving them the answer. But yeah. you also want to help them get to a good answer that's going to make them feel good about it, right? So it's I like always tell Luke enabling. that, you know, I even had some art teachers like that who would say, do whatever you want or free draw or whatever. But I explained mm. to him – I don't know. If this was not too long ago. I explained to you that you can't – like, there are just are some students that need to be told what to do. Yeah. They have to. You have to be yeah. given something. And I, I would struggle with that in my early teaching years. I hated that idea. I didn't believe, like, right. I was like, you have to follow the child's lead. <laughs> I mean, no, no. Here's the stuff. Make a spider. It's Halloween. That kind of. Like, I've been yeah, in so right. many different. You get what I'm saying. I've been in so many yeah. different age levels and everything yeah. they're doing. But you need the prompt and that's why I think me for makers is helpful because some people need prompts. Yeah. Some people need the yeah. go ahead. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. kind of where Priscilla and I, from the beginning when we made PL Smith was us bringing our ideas together. Like we wanted to make this Instagram account that was us together or not even Instagram, like have our own business because we were helping businesses make, their spaces at first and that's when we decided like all right let's make our own thing it was help each other and i have always been i'm an engineer by trade and Mm -hmm. i've always had an artistic side but never really tapped into that but priscilla has always encouraged me to do that and think outside that box and kind of you know she'll come up she'll come up with this idea for a project that we want to make and I'll be like that sounds amazing but I don't know if it's going to be structurally sound like it's <laughs> just kind of yeah. bouncing off each other and helping each other and that's the same thing that you do with these groups at make 48 that they were talking about right. these things that they want to make and we're like okay well did you think about it this way or is that going to work and like oh okay and that that's the cool part is when you can inspire each other or like they had a budget and they have one thing, 
and they want me to slice it in half. And I'm like, are you sure? Because once I slice this in half, like, that's, You're done. that's it. So commit to your <laughs> I don't want to be in trouble after. You can't change your mind. Yeah. I think also, you know, being, being that outsider too, right. They, in their group, they've like had all these thoughts and like everything's kind of gone through their head. And then I I don't know how much you, you guys see or interact with all the groups while they're brainstorming and designing, but you know, they come to you with this thing and then all of a sudden you have fresh eyes on it, you know? Mm -hmm. So like Mm -hmm. you might ask the questions that they hadn't thought of in a while, or maybe they just like, they thought of it at one point, but they glossed over because everyone else kind of glossed over it. And then you're like, Oh, here's, this is like the glaring reflective, you know, big scratch in your, in your knife that you didn't see because you haven't looked past it a thousand times. Right. That's what's great about May 48 is they make sure they have a variety of tool techs who have experience in Mm. all different things. So you don't know what you're going to get when they present mm. their ideas. So they like to make sure they have like a woodworker on hand, metal work, like, like I said earlier, sewing, yeah. um, you know, you've got the 3d printing and the CNC guys. And, you know, so that's another cool thing. If you want to learn more about it, anyone listening, check it out. Make where they, it's, that's what keeps it going. Um, that's what makes mm. it so exciting. And, it's a non-profit. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's amazing. It's a great opportunity and all about education. Yeah. And they are aired on uh, the Roku channel. The This Old House Maker channel is where yeah. their episodes are aired. and The future ones. Yeah. And the one right. we were on is going to be aired in October. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm not sure leading up to that which ones, but if you check out the This Old House Maker channel on Roku, PBS. you can find. Well, it's not a PBS anymore. It used to be. I just answered your question. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I I love I love all those Roku channels because I have my Roku. I, yeah. I, like like uh, like six months ago, I discovered it. So I watch, I watch that. I watch This Old House channel. I watch. I think it's places and spaces where Grand Designs is on. You ever, you guys ever watch that? Uh, I haven't heard of Grand Designs. It's it started out as a British show, and they take they take building a house from the idea to the finish. So a lot of these episodes end up being like four or five years long, and but it's it's ah. great because they they follow every step, and it's uh the host is just kind of a um an interesting architect guy, but they follow it. It's like You'll know it's a good one when it's like May 2012. It's like when they start and you're like, oh, here we go. This one's going to be a mess. <laughs> so it's like May 48, awesome. but but as long as it takes to build a house. <laughs> as long as it takes. And they just visit once a year. So yeah, uh, Roku, Spaces and Places. The other one is some other British show, but that one's really good. Yeah, like, um, I, I was I was looking at that to see where it would come out because um, – I'd seen a bunch of different things for make 48 and hadn't really understood where it was happening. Like I knew, you know, like to me, it seemed like one of those things that happens, like when you know about it, you can be part of this competition, like, you know, like, uh, like science fairs, right. So you kind of get the sponsors from wherever and they do a thing, but it's not, it's not like uh broadcast it. But then you guys posted about it being on the Roku channel, this, this old house channel, which is really cool. So I'm excited to see that. Um, so yeah. you said that you were at the nationals level. So is that the, like the final or is that like, is there a championship? Yeah, for that year. That? Nope. That's okay. the final gotcha. for that year. They started shooting for 2020. 
Nice. Yeah. Dang. <laughs> What's crazy. their What's Yeah, their, their next sh- event right after the one we did is at Kansas City School of the Blind and mm-hmm. it's they're starting all over for the next. Yeah. Next. It's their oh, next wow. season. So, we were yeah. season 6 national. Mm-hmm. So, it's like from the season 6 all of the different teams that competed at their different Cities. regional areas right. that the ones that won those ones came to this. That's awesome. It was a lot of do fun. They have, it was really do cool. Do they have a do they have a big uh, crew, a big TV crew? Yeah. Yeah, I it mean It was really awesome. Um, they were actually a sponsor for Made for Makers this month. I don't know if you saw it. Yeah. They they offered uh, tickets to their season 7 nationals, which is in Little Rock, Arkansas. Nice. Uh, but nice. um yeah, no, they have a TV crew that they hire out, and they come in there, and there's a bunch of people filming with their nice, high-quality cameras. And... Oh, my God. This guy is so funny. He had this badge. I laughed every time. It said, yes, this is heavy. It was yeah. a little, uh, like, He's carrying a boom mm-hmm. mic and everything, yeah. That's so God true. God bless them. Got that That's so many times. Like, uh, what, Laura... Comp posted recently something about being at Maker Cam and like oh, she yeah. had, she had made that stamp that was like my leg is fine thanks like yeah <laughs> one question everyone's asking yes this is yeah. heavy. <laughs> that's great um yeah. so what was I gonna say uh for um oh I forget now I don't know I had a good question that's gone yeah, the real gem <laughs> um how like how did you guys get involved with uh, maker camp um, because I know like um, there's some there's something more there right like you went to like a blacksmithing thing or something I forget what it was and I, you might have told us about it but um, but that's where we met you guys for the first time like I had already followed your channel and I knew about you for, through the community and then I, we met you um, a couple two years ago I think at maker camp um, but how did you get involved with like kind of helping out with that and being a part of that scene? yeah yeah I mean so that's kind of the story of how we kind of started as makers and where it got to the point where we consider ourselves makers. So the story goes, Priscilla knew that I was a big fan of Jimmy Duresta um, when I was in college. I had, I had no background of any working with my hands with tools or anything from my family. But I, when I was in college, I would go on YouTube and I found Jimmy. And so she knew I was a big fan of his. Um, and for a anniversary gift, when our, it was our dating anniversary, she surprised me with tickets to, or not tickets, but like the pass to go to one of the classes at Jimmy's house. Yeah, put the mm. receipt in a card. Yeah. <laughs> not the receipt, but like, yeah. Yeah, you're booking. Yeah, so that was, yeah, right. a, that was a woodworking class, because that's so all the, I did. So our dating anniversary was January... Yeah, it was yeah. January twenty first. Yeah. And the class was in May. Yeah. And the... then the woodworking class at Jimmy's. And yeah. And he Yeah. Well, the class was at the end of May, the weekend before our wedding weekend, which <laughs> was pretty cool. Like she was like, All right, I know it's this weekend, but that's all right. So I went when I went to that, um I was just talking with Brett McAfee, who was Jimmy's shop yeah. assistant at the time, and he's a blacksmith. And he, uh, I, I asked him about 
blacksmithing because I've seen anvils and I've seen it, but I've never tried it. And I was like, oh, I'd love to try this. And he's like, all right, let's do a little demo. I'll give you a lesson when we're done with this stuff. And so he did that. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so cool. Heating up metal in this where it's red hot and you hit it with a hammer and it moves. Like, that's so cool. So, you know, I went, I came home and, you know, we had our wedding. We got married. And over that summer, um, I was getting into metalworking more. So I'd follow different accounts on Instagram. And I showed her this one, uh, Mount Phillip Metalworks, Chris Cash. Mm -hmm who mm-hmm, mm-hmm. does a lot of artistic metalwork, and she kind of kept note of that in the back of her mind. So You just showed me one time, I just looked over your shoulder, I just looked at the handle, yeah. and I just wrote it down. So that so was I just... messaged the guy. Oh, hang on, this is before that, even, or after that, before she even said anything about this. So mm-hmm. she, I told her about Maker Camp was happening that October, because I knew, I know, I followed Jimmy, and... Mm-hmm. Um, he was announcing that and I was looking into it. I was like, oh, tickets, they're too expensive. I don't know if we can go to this. So, but I told her about it. And so lo and behold, she's later on goes like, look, I got us tickets to this. We're going to this. So she got no, tickets. Wasn't that part of your wedding gift? No, no, no. This is way after. This is like in August of 2019. Cause October, 2019 yeah. was the first year maker camp. It was happened. the first maker camp. Yep. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so she said, I got us tickets, we're going to this. And I was pumped. Like, it was so cool just to go and see, like, you know, what this is about and the different things that were happening there. But she, like she said, she kept Chris Cash's handle in mind, and she messaged him. (laughs) First I messaged Jimmy, hey, Jimmy, I'm Luke Smith's wife, Priscilla. I would like to surprise Luke with an anvil. He's really wanting to pursue blacksmithing. I was hoping you could point me in the right direction. I'm reading it off my phone, you guys. Of I was going to say, wow, what a memory. What is a good company brand to go with? Let me know when you get a chance. Thank you in advance. Like I look Chris forward Cash. to meeting you at the Maker's Fair. Maker's Fair? Well, that's what existed before Maker's Camp. Maker's Fair. Right, yeah, Maker's Fair yeah. But that's yeah. what I wrote, and then he never answered me. <laughs> He's a busy guy. But anyways. No, I don't know if I We went to Maker that. Camp. No, you never did. <laughs> <laughs> she we were there and I booked the tickets to Maker Camp but I still just thought it was this Maker Fair. I'll see yeah. you there. <laughs> see you there. See you so Maker anyways, Town. I couldn't so I couldn't wait to tell him. It was supposed to be a surprise and so I couldn't wait. So I knew I had to find another surprise. So I was like <laughs> I that's when I messaged Mount Phillip Metalwork and I was like, Hi, right. I'm looking to buy an anvil, and he's like, "Who are you?" <laughs> he's like, "What?" That sounds, that sounds like Chris. <laughs> sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, right. And then we're just like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Well, you know, I'm Priscilla. This is from my um, personal or my art account. I'm a right. fine artist for those listening. Painting, oil, traditional, and uh, it's my maiden name, Priscilla Palmieri. is my last name. And I messaged him from that account, right? So. I'm explaining who I am, and he's just like, all right, I'll, I got this, I happen to have this, I'll hook you up, and uh, I'll bring it there. And I'm like, perfect. Nice. And so <laughs> when we got there, I met up, I was like, trying to find this bald guy, <laughs> I'm like, who's going riding around, and I'm like, I don't know how to do cart. this. Sick bird. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm like, hi. 
Yeah. I'm Priscilla, like, I was just making eye contact from afar. I'm like, how am I going to do this to be, like, surprise Luke? How are we going to surprise Luke? Yeah. So, basically, what happened was, <laughs> we were at Maker Camp for the first year, and Chris comes out. He has his anvil on a... He's on the bleachers, which I don't even know if they still have them or not. But he's, I was like, oh, that's a really awesome anvil. He's like, yeah, that's yours. And I was like, what? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, your wife, uh, she talked to me, and this is yours. You're going home with this. So oh, basically man, from awesome. there, that's how we brought our anvil home. But when we were at the maker camp, it was like when we met Austin, and we yeah. just got talking with him, and – Priscilla had her background in website design and just graphic design in general. So we became friends with Austin. She helped him out a lot with developing his website a little bit and doing graphics for the Maker Camp Instagram account. Mm -hmm. So we just got close with him. Well, no, it was when the... the covid lockdown yeah that's right yeah that was the next part is when yeah yep after that when maker camp was happening you know they had demonstrators there he had austin had demonstrators lined up and uh he was saying it's happening it's happening but yeah all the way up until like a month before he was like it's still happening (laughs) yep yeah and then new york state said nope no events are happening and they knew that hey look if we do something it's gonna really screw us over so so a bunch of demonstrators started pulling out and we're like okay how can we make this happen virtually so that's when i put together Mm. like i helped austin uh keep it alive by building like a virtual schedule where we decided Mm. uh the demonstrators would take over the maker camp instagram and go live um doing the same thing they were gonna do yeah so Scylla reached out to every person that was going to be a demonstrator there and set up a schedule and said, hey, at this time, you're going to go live. You're going to log into the Maker Camp Instagram account and do your live session and do your demo. And kind of facilitated that right. uh, for that year. And then the following year, it was kind of just more organizational help, more website maintenance, um, any mm. kind of communication assistance that he needed um he has another he has people that he works with like an on-site project and pr right um, people but mm-hmm. but at that time um i was just doing what i could to help yeah so it just kind of it, it for lack of a better term forged that friendship with austin and right. you know it just was a big part of we were trying to help him because at that first event, it was the game changer. At that event is when I was saying before, I didn't even consider myself a maker. At that event, I was talking with Patrick Reynolds at a fire and, you know, he had just words of wisdom and great conversation and which made me feel like, wow, I actually am a maker. I can consider myself a maker. Uh, And, yeah, from there, we just tried to do anything that we could do to help Austin promote this and make it better in any way. Um, it just, that was the, I guess, inception of being more involved with maker community and being about the community aspect of it. 
Wow. Yeah, that's... We already, <laughs> just to add, we, that immediately stemmed before anything. That was the before first year May of May for Makers. May yeah. That was before yeah. P.L. Smith even existed. Right, right but I'm mm. saying for May for Makers, we said, yeah. hey, we have this idea for May for Makers. Would you want to maybe do a giveaway so we can help spread the word about Maker Camp? Mm. Mm-hmm. And that was our first one and only giveaway, and it was May thirty yeah. first. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Austin agreed. Like, hey, I'll give away a silver pass to this. And then each yeah. year he continues to contribute. That's awesome. Yeah. No, Austin's yeah, become I mean, a good friend of ours. Yeah, and I can say that, like, from from my point of view, um, and this is from like kind of knowing you guys and talking to you guys, like a lot of that is brand new information to me like i didn't know your connection was that like i knew that you had a connection with maker camp because like your presence there and also like you know austin shouting you guys out and stuff like that so i knew there was something there but like like to me it seems like all that stuff you did is almost completely selfless because i i don't see the evidence of you in that which is i think as a as someone who's who wants to give back that's what you're looking for that's like what you guys were saying earlier like you didn't think that um people don't need to to like hashtag you or you know like tag you in the post because it's not about Mm -hmm. you guys it's about like the pushing back out to the community and i see that in everything you do and that's like it's uh super noble so (laughs) like it's awesome um and yeah, it's just, it's, uh, it's humbling to me. I, I appreciate that, it's, uh, that work you do. And it, it's, <laughs> it's nice to, like our mama always said, open your mouth. So if there's something you want to do or something you want to be involved in, open your mouth. That's yeah. what she would say all the time. Cause I'd like, you know, you like tug on her and be like, mom, do you think we can do something? Open your mouth. Go ahead. Go I ask her. Yeah, we got, yeah. I, or maybe I don't know if Dustin got that all the time, but I got that all the time. <laughs> open, open your mouth. And that's, that's such a great thing that, um, Priscilla was just, she, she opened her mouth. Maybe I'll reach mm-hmm. out to this guy. One, one guy says no, one guy doesn't answer. Uh, you know, maybe Chris Cash isn't such a dick if you buy something from him. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's he's kind of nice when I want him to bring an anvil. All right, Chris, cool, cool. <laughs> and then you just keep opening your mouth and looking around and said, "Hey, can I help here? Can I do this? Can I be of value to you?" And then it just yeah. it just develops from there. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it was. I mean, we just from meeting Austin at the first one and knowing that, hey, this was his idea that he had and he was trying to prove to his parents that own the resort that this could happen and it started from this small idea he had and it's blown up to where last year there were over 700 attendees to the event and then every year it just keeps growing which it's amazing like i have told austin specifically like hey man your idea of this thing happening has changed my life because yep. if it wasn't for it, I don't. I would have never been introduced to, you know, metalworking. Because Priscilla never would have messaged this guy and got the anvil at that whole thing. It just, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's. I would have found a way. I know, but I'm just. <laughs> it, the point is, is that Maker Camp has such a prolific impact on me as a maker from meeting Patrick and getting an anvil there and doing that stuff that, you know, 
I the least I can do for Austin is to help promote it and help say how amazing right. of an event this is. It speaks for itself because yeah. you. I mean, it, it goes far and wide for as far as maker events that this event is the one to be at. People ask us, yeah. like friends and family, if Mave like where Maver Makers is happening, and it's funny because <laughs> if, if you if you don't know that it's an online Instagram challenge, it sounds like a great get together. Okay. Yeah, right. yeah, right. It's the party at your house. <laughs> so we can we can get together at Maker Camp. We'll be there. Yeah. But it's kind of cool because I mean that it's another thing that happens once a year that yeah. people look forward yeah. to. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, that was humbling. like yeah the first um, the first year, 2019. We were um, my cousin got married up in Ottawa. Um, up in Canada and mm-hmm. that was the same weekend of makers camp maker camp and I was like I'd seen it coming up and I was like I really want to go and then I realized that it overlapped with my my cousins getting married and I was like okay well, we're driving up through New York so we're gonna <laughs> go up I was like can we do it on the way back and I like I was like googling like trying to figure it out if it would work and it was like it was like a four-hour detour to go like down and across <laughs> I was like we could do that on the way back on Sunday just to kind of pop in and make her camp and then go south <laughs> and so we missed I missed it that year and the next year I was like 100% I told Devin I was like we gotta go next year 2020 we're 100% going and I'm like watching and watching and anticipating and anticipating and then like COVID and then they you know and then it got canceled I was like oh man so like I you know participated in all the all the virtual stuff watched as much as I could and then 2021 I'm like all right we're going 2021 100% and then sure enough we were like back up and running and yeah and it's been really cool to see it like even growing like that year and then last year and then you know and now like when it's done all the people that you see are like all right i already got my tickets for next year you know yeah. <laughs> like the week after oh like it's crazy yeah. like people he, are it was super three excited days. he was yeah. sold out of rooms within three days after the making <laughs> it was yeah, just nice. amazing and when we went the whole covid year of 2020 when maker camp got canceled jimmy threw out there the wink wink that it's canceled like if you're in the local area and you want to come up and so we did go up there for that and that was a really really cool time i mean obviously like that was when priscilla was helping schedule all the demonstrators to do live videos but for the people that were there it was a very smaller event there was maybe 20 30 people max that were at that one and it was all kind of blacksmith oriented for the people that were there and all right That's that's when we were talking with austin about like hey like this would be really cool to do this more times than just october and so he came up with the idea like let's do hammerins and that's when he was like all right well this that uh next fall or sorry next spring he had a couple different like just small events hammer and events for blacksmithing like an open forge yeah so anybody that is you've if you've never forged in your life you could come to that and learn from the some of the people that were there and so that sparked the small events that he had for that and then it became a timber in for yep. the, justin dietrich we met he was at the first maker camp and uh he has a background in timber framing so they did the timber in in the summer so building 
they a whole timber frame pavilion for uh i mean in the end it was dedicated to aaron matia um jimmy's old shop assistant that passed away before they came up with the plans for that they asked me to sketch it yeah no yeah oh nice that's awesome (laughs) these just because i don't even know i mean i would say because of that that covid event that we went to and becoming closer friends with austin through helping um you know just some of the things that are happening at make camp i i personally feel like we have a part in and i say that humbly because i'm very very happy for austin and for what that's happening for him and his family and for that resort and everything um but and it's it's a it's a huge honor and and a huge like it's it's definitely something you should be proud of to to be an inspiration right like even if you had a little part somewhere like you should definitely be proud of that like you don't have to be like you don't have to be selfless in that situation you can be proud (laughs) to be an inspiration to help other people push their ideas further that's like a yeah i mean noble thing that's awesome talking to you guys right now and on this podcast is really the first time we've ever really shared this information on this like because we don't boast it you know we don't right. say like oh yeah. we've had this part in it it's because we want the spotlight to be on austin for this thing that happened for him and his family yeah but you know it it, it is very very uh, it's special to us that yeah. we've helped make this maker camp where it is right now and whatever we have done for it um and that's why we love to keep continuing that whole, mm-hmm. you know, idea of it and, and the event itself and how amazing it is. Cause it really is like, yeah, and he invited us to be demonstrators last year and it was an incredible experience and he asked us to be back again. So we'll be demonstrating under the blacksmith tent again, this nice. uh, 2023. So you can find us there. But awesome. definitely go. If you've never been to Maker Camp, it is something that is 100% worth it in terms of meeting people, making friends that you'll have for the rest of your life, honestly. Yep. Yeah, and uh, Devin, Devin, unfortunately, will not be there this year because he's having a baby. So well, another congrats. baby. That's amazing. So, yeah, right, exactly. And uh, babies do right around the same, that same weekend. So. October 8th. October oh 8th. Oh, my gosh. Uh, no. Congrats. Well, little baby boy coming. Um, but I will be there this year, and I will be demonstrating as well this year. I'm going to be doing some uh, bow-making demos and bring that. a bunch of the bows that I made. And uh, um, So I'm excited to be doing that. It'll be super cool. That's so, so cool, man. Yeah. <laughs> Devin's like, oh man, yeah. have a baby, stupid baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, remember the year uh, I met you guys? How I was large and uh, large. Yeah, you were fully yeah, ready. Pregnant. You were pregnant, super pregnant. Yeah. I think the first time I ever saw you two, like Pat was driving you guys around in a on on his on his. When his super, what was his gator or his side car, side, whatever, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I was like, "Who is that? Who's the royalty driving around?" 
<laughs> I was like, well, it was like, oh, she's pregnant. Oh, that's her husband. All right, cool, cool. And Dustin's like, oh, that's who that is. That's who that's this the year. Is. Yeah, I'm pointing everybody out to Devin. That's this. That's that, that's always people. Dustin's job. Like, and this person, they do that, and this do that. Like, oh, cool, right on, right on. That was that was me the first year. Luke had to point everything out for me. Yeah, yeah. that's that guy. To, that's that guy. I'm like, would the beard, the maker's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? <Right. laughs> All right. Well, um, we want to ask you guys about your disaster story. And like we like to do all of our guests, especially first time guests. And we'd love to have you on again later at some point. But since you are a first time guest, um, we'd love to have you tell us about a disaster story. And if you're listening for the first time or if you haven't heard us have a guest talk about the disaster story, we love to have people tell us their disaster stories because it makes us all feel like we're all part of the same community again like we're still pushing we always push that right and so as makers and as uh, youtube content creators we often will try to put in those little things those little like mistakes or accidents or just something that you do that doesn't turn out exactly the way you want it to we try to put those in the videos because that's the reality of making is that you're always doing you're always trying you're always making mistakes and you're learning from those mistakes and uh a lot of times that all gets kind of washed over in uh, in social media. You see like the end result or you just see like the process and everything that worked well. But we're all human and we all make mistakes. So uh, Priscilla and Luke, I'd love you guys for to tell us if you have a good disaster story. All right, I'll share mine. In 2021, okay. I, was, I was having a rough <laughs> year and, and months, months, I don't know, <laughs> once a month. Okay, so there was just a disaster in my studio. I lost it. I was just going through a lot, and my studio became one wall in particular because in the middle of my madness, I was thoughtful of keeping it, and I just went like all Jackson Pollock, and it was just like, it was just one of those times where you just kind of like, I don't know. You're just letting it out. You're just like, screw it, or I'm frustrated with this or that. And I, um, later, like you were saying on social media, we shared like this beautiful like renovation of a art studio facelift, but never really explained what, why or what was behind it. <laughs> but it was it was a beautiful disaster. So something great came up came of it because, um, like, not only did the studio get a facelift, but like it was like oh, and let's create like a new table that mm -hmm. um would pop down and go back up in the wall, and you could use it for sewing, mm -hmm. and like we got creative with the space, which normally my artist self gets put to the side, and it's more about like PL Smith and the shop, so like mm -hmm. it was like a um blessing in disguise because it was like oh, okay let's like go back to that and look at that and that gave us some stuff to do and yeah it was pretty or not pretty so what did you do what was the disaster i, I explained <laughs> is jackson pollock for those of you that don't know he's an abstract artist who took paint and splattered. why are you looking at me like that <laughs> i splattered paint she threw some paint buckets all over the studio just uh you i was gonna say explain to us a little you bit more there. like you don't were, know. Were, 
were you like dipping in with your brush and like flicking it or were you like <laughs> so what what happened like were you just like working and got frustrated or are you just like from frustrated from life frustrated from a painting or all of it together and just <laughs> let it out yeah it was all of it <laughs> all of <you>. okay <laughs> yeah there was paint cans involved yeah. <laughs> no but it was all like strategically let out yeah because nice you know yeah. all the precious paintings they they the, you they got them put first. away and they were yeah so there you go yeah yeah <laughs> no i think that's good right i mean how do and i feel I, about I tried you to... right now oh yeah over here here you go and action action jackson <laughs> you're like i want to take it out but i you know also i have a little control too <laughs> yeah exactly. i and i i try to um encourage my students when they're having like a bad day you know, like I'm just having a bad day. I don't want to work. I'm like, this is the perfect time to work. You know, like just take that and whatever's happening, you can put it aside, like let it be something else and just like work in this moment or do whatever, just like scribble on the paper. Like this is your, this is your way to get away from that or to like mm. let something out that you don't know how to let out another way. Right. You don't, um, you don't make good blues music without the blues. Exactly. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, one of my favorite paintings I ever done was just a little landscape painting, and I was doing it from life, and it just wasn't going well, and wasn't going well, and there was a ton of paint on it, and I just took my palette knife and just like scraped the whole painting like down, just scraped it down to bare, like back to like the just the shadow of the colors, and it looked so beautiful at that moment. I was like, that's what it needed. It needed just like a restart. And then just the shadow was there and I was able to build back up on it and pull some highlights. And I think what it did, like, I think technically what it did is that it like built an atmospheric perspective because it kind of grayed everything out and pushed it back. And I was like really having trouble dealing with the depth of the space, but it took like, I just couldn't figure it out. I had to just like destroy it or do mm -hmm, something dramatic mm -hmm. to be able to like mm -hmm. start back over, get some release out, but it felt yeah. good. <laughs> the painting nice. you did the other day was really cool. Thank okay. you. I, that, that's the first, um, it's the first oil painting I've done in a little while, probably like maybe a year and a half. And I, I also am an oil painter and I like, that's my whole fine art background is in landscape painting and oil painting and drawing. And, um, I don't often paint anymore, not because I don't love painting, but just because I, my creative outlet is, is satisfied by so many other things like yeah. with the channel and everything we make in the shop. And that's just mm -hmm. like really where my creative drive is going now. But yeah, I was just sitting out on mother's day. I had like, my wife was working on a paper that she was finishing up for a class and we were going to go to a friend's house for like a mother's day brunch. And I had like an hour and a half or so. And I had, it was outside and I was with our dogs and I had my book and I'm just kind of sitting there and kind of deciding like I was going to read, but then I just like looked up and I really liked the way the, the greens of the landscape were because everything is just super like everything's just leaf green right now. You know, spring yeah. is like everything is all like the same green and you don't really it doesn't have that kind of dynamic color that I usually want in landscapes. And so but something just spoke to me and I was like, oh, let me go inside and I'll grab a little painting and I'll try to do a real like kind of simplified painting and just deal with this all the same color green and how I can build in some like depth of field with just different levels of saturation of color. And then, so that's why I kind of just worked really quickly and built it together and tried to have all the, like the brightest greens and the leaves in the foreground and the darkest darks. And then just like kind of slowly work back into space. And yeah, it was really, it was a fun little painting. I'm happy with the way it turned out. Most awesome. <laughs> Thank you. All right, Luke. You got right, something for us? So I guess I would say my disaster story. I mean, 
a lot of the stuff that we do, we always try to salvage in some way. Um, but what, the thing that comes to mind for me was back uh, a year ago, around this time, uh, our daughter, which she was only a few months old, but I had the biggest commission that we've ever gotten going on for me. Uh, I was making a sign for the company I work for uh, to go in front of the building, and it was a 10 foot by three foot sign that was happening. And I had uh, to order, it was a 12 foot by four foot sheet of Azek, one inch thick. And it was like a $600 sheet that I what's, had. What's, what's Azek? Sorry. Azek is uh, PVC. It's like expanded PVC. So it's basically not PVC pipe, but like, it's that material, but a gotcha. sheet flat. Um, gotcha. Yeah. So the, it was a material that I chose to use because it would be weather resistant. And cause the sign was going in front of the building and 12 foot by four foot sheet of that at a one inch thick was like $700 sheet. It was not cheap. Yeah. So I had one shot with this thing and I had to trim it down cause the sign was going to be 10 by three. So, at this point, it was the first time I ever had bought a track saw. So, I got a Makita track saw, Mm -hmm. and I had to cut it down. And when I was measuring out, I double-checked, measured multiple times to make sure I was right. Uh, But one of my measurements, I read the tape measure upside down, and I I, I got an inch off on the thing. So I lined up my track saw and I'm making the cut and I'm like, wait a minute, this is not square. I'm looking at it, I was like, oh my God, that's when I realized. So I tried to figure out like how I could figure this out because that that sheet was the one opportunity I had to get this. Otherwise I was going to be buying another one and that was going to be eating at the cost. Um, So I ended up just like, I ended up finishing that cut at the angle and it was all off. And then I went and I cut it back uh, square. So I had this long, like tapered piece that I was able to glue on because it was PVC material. Azek is a PVC material. So I used PVC cement and I was able to glue it back on and get it square enough to fit within the frame that I made. Um, It ended up working. It, from behind, does not look right at all. You can see that purple PVC <laughs> cement line. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, you know, it was like one of those moments that I was like, oh, my God, what have I done? It just is, this is a mistake. It was uh, going to cost me a lot, but, you know, it worked out in the end where luckily it was a company I worked for so that they weren't too, too <laughs> critical. But you know, <laughs> at the back of the sign, you're never going to see it. it. It worked out. Yeah. But one of so those human looked, moments. It looked, like, oh it looked good from the front still? Yeah. From the front, it worked out. <laughs> it was like a mullet. <laughs> 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 it was like a mullet. Oh, man. That, yeah, I think like what you said, you, you kind of – I think the difference between a, a – a quote unquote good maker and someone who's who might not consider themselves a maker is someone who's willing to like just keep pushing 
right? So yeah. like eventually, Definitely. yeah, like eventually there might be a point where you're like, okay, you know, you got to shut it down, just try again. Right. But right. but right. you want to try to like, how do I how do I keep this thing going? Like how do I not drop all the balls? You know, how do I yeah. keep juggling this thing? Yeah. When, and will it make sense? Like, and how how much? Um, you know, what's my tolerance for how perfect it needs to be? Like, you know, like, yeah. am I willing to like, to like let a little bit of like one of the balls drop and just juggle three balls instead of four. And that three is still perfectly <laughs> fine. You know, some of us as makers, we're very, we're way more critical of our own work than anybody else is typically, you know? So, you know, as long as it can, you can put out there what, what the client is expecting to get and they're still getting that and they're happy. Yeah, then, exactly. then you got to know that you've, you've kind of accomplished that. Yeah. yeah. Some, sometimes it shifts to something else that you didn't expect, but it kind of works out. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I think that's a good story too, because like we always say disaster story, but it's not always a disaster. It's always just kind of like, how do you, how do you, how do you kind of wind your way through the path to get to the end? And you know, it, sometimes it takes different, different uh, pathways. So I, cool. I thought I thought the story was going to go that you had to shorten all the text and it came out a different way. <laughs> yeah. right, when you, <laughs> right when you said that, I was thinking there's a story with the Beatles and their album Rubber Soul. Like what they would do is they they they'd all get around, hang around and then they'd put up a white a square piece of cardboard on the chair and they'd project pictures of themselves on it to try to like oh I look cool in that this is a cool cover. And then for Rubber Soul, they were they were looking at pictures on the chair, and then the album slipped down and stopped at an angle, mm-hmm. and they were all stretched out, and that's what they went with. They're like, wait, can oh, you do that? Awesome. That that's what we want. So if you ever look at the cover, Beatles Rubber Soul, it's it's that there's four, but they're stretched out, and that's what happened. That's cool. So so it was this weird like fluke thing, but it uh, worked out. That's awesome. Well, at that point, I was a thousand dollars in to steel that was already <laughs> welded that this had to fit in. So, it, right. no, no rubber sole. We're gonna make yeah, it. Exactly. <laughs> We're not the Beatles. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, uh, well, let's go ahead and finish up with some recommendations. Um, and if you guys, uh, Luca Priscilla, if you guys are ready, we'll let you guys start with uh, something that you want to recommend to listeners. Yeah, so uh, a good friend of ours that we've met actually through Made for Makers the first year, uh, his name is Dave France. He is out of uh, Maryland, and Dave isn't, underscore Isn't Dave, Fran- in, uh, Dave in Virginia, isn't he, Winchester? Yeah, uh, you're Dave right. France? He is in Virginia, yeah. sorry. He I only in- say that because cause my in-laws used to live there, and then when I saw him, and I was like, oh, Winchester, Virginia, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, you're right. He's Virginia. I was thinking because he used to work out of Washington, D.C. But, yeah, right, right. my mistake. Anyways, Dave France, okay. Dave underscore France, F-R-A-N-T-Z underscore studio. Uh, he is an awesome guy, amazing blacksmith. And uh, this month, unfortunately, with work, he has a great job. But they said to him, hey, look, there's not enough work. Uh, we got to take some time off so he's been unpaid for a couple a month at least um mm-hmm. but incredible blacksmith makes hammers tools other awesome things uh he's just been a great friend of ours that we met through made for makers and inspired me for a lot of different blacksmithing projects but he's a great guy you should check him out 
He makes amazing tools if you're looking yeah. for hammers. Yeah, we just got one from him. Um, he does, yeah, so definitely check him out for any, any. Anything you want. Literally, yeah, he does, he does some, yeah. <laughs> he does some really beautiful, uh, like, art sculptures, what, uh, the art blacksmithing. Like, I feel yeah. like he's he's one of those smiths that really pushes the artistic side of what he does. Like, he, like you said, he makes a lot of practical stuff, but he also really, like, dives into, like, cool artistic stuff. He, like, really pushes that, that edge of what it is. Really cool. Yeah. Art. Awesome. For sure. He's a great guy. Cool. All right. Priscilla? My recommendation is to... Make sure that you spend some time practicing mindfulness, like whatever that means, like if it's meditating or getting outside. And for me, it's taking time off of social media. If you need to like step away mm. and look, be mm. present with the life that's in front of you, the people, like being mindful is just really important to practice and it sounds silly but to practice gratitude and mindfulness it's really hard I think for a lot of people it's but it's a really good skill to have and flex your mindfulness muscles (laughs) glad you did (laughs) after after you listen to this podcast (laughs) step away (laughs) step away from the podcast yeah but um we just I just went on a hike with my wife and my daughter and it was so much fun. It was maybe the first time we've ever she's maybe well she's not maybe, she's almost three now. She'll be three in September. The first time we've ever let her run out by herself on a on a trail, like on a hiking trail. Mm-hmm. And it was so much fun. And it, it's just one of those things where it's like, Oh, we, we love doing this, like hiking and like my camera was left in the car and like my phone. I mean, my phone was left in the car. I was just like, "Ah, oh, this is this is so good." And after you do it, you feel so much better. And you're like, yeah. "Oh, uh, yeah, this is what we should be doing. <laughs> this is yeah. good for your soul." Exactly. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> All right, Dad. You have a recommendation? Um, like always, I'm going to cheat a little bit. Um, <laughs> the Bear Grease Podcast, which I've recommended before, a uh, part of the Meat Eater Network, they did an episode which inspired my quote today on mm. David Crockett. Nice. So he, the um the host on that is so good and he does these great stories on on like woodsmen and all these type of things and hunters and all this he has such a great perspective on it and he's not like some crazy hillbilly woohoo guy like he really respects what the, what the land is and 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 how to maintain it and it's just such a good and then he talks about Davy Crockett in the first episode I think they're gonna do like three parts the first episode came out this week so uh we'll see what happens to him does he make it out of the Alamo we'll never know (laughs) (laughs) nice Nice. all right um my recommendation this week is something that actually blew my mind today Mm. so I was uh Went into work today. Um, I'm an architecture teacher, and I went in, and, and it's the end of the square. I teach 11th and 12th, uh, 10th, 11th, and 12th graders. My 12th graders are already gone because they've had their final exams. We only have a couple more weeks of school left, so I have just two classes. And because I have two classes and I have three planning periods right now, I often get pulled for coverage. And if you're not a teacher, you know that coverage is like when other teachers are out and they don't have a sub, 
and you got to have somebody in the classroom. So they pull teachers who are in the building to cover for teachers who are out of the building. So, um, disaster. but to, <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. There's a disaster. Sorry. No. So I, I was heading to work and I, <laughs> I got a text from our guy, our middle school guidance counselor and our, um, our high schoolers are taking uh, a standardized test for English. And so she asked me if I could cover because one of the teachers who should have been at the proctor was out sick. So I was like, sure, that's fine. So I'm covering. So I knew I had like a two and a half hour window where I'm just going to be in this classroom with a group of students who were taking a test completely silent. And I'm supposed to be like proctoring. Technically, yeah. I'm not supposed to be like on my phone or on a computer or anything. <laughs> I'm literally just supposed to be watching the students so they don't cheat. So, of course, I was on my computer watching YouTube videos <laughs> and drawing and also watching them and monitoring. But um, I watched a video by um, a YouTube channel called 30 by 40 Design Workshop. And um, I was actually looking for some videos to show my students. So it was like an architectural drawing uh, channel. And he was he's just drawing this building and he was talking about sketching and like you know there's all this technology now for architecture and engineering where you can do everything on the computers but really understanding how to draw and sketch all the time just freehand on paper and on a little sketchbook with pencils and pens that you like is a is a huge skill mm -hmm. and so he's like just doing this little sketch and he he draws a rectangle and he divides it in half and then he divides it into thirds and, but he does it with a technique that I'd never seen anyone to do before. And I've always like dividing a rectangle into thirds is a lot harder than you think to do it perfectly evenly without right. some type of thing to show you how to do that. You just kind of right. got to guess where the three sections are. And so he did this thing where he like started out with a rectangle and he drew a cr an X diagonally on the, you know, in the, on the rectangle. And so where the X meets in the middle is the middle of the paper, right? The mm -hmm. middle of the rectangle. So that's halves. Perfect that's easy and then he for each of those halves he put a diagonal line through them and then where that diagonal line intersected with the original x of the full box that was your thirds and i'll i'll post a picture of it because i like he did it really quick and i like paused it and my mind was like blown and so i was like what the hell just happened this is crazy i've never seen anyone explain this process before to do it in a way that is repeatable right like there's a bunch of little tricks you know like okay you do this and it kind of looks like that's thirds and you can do it quick but he did it really quick and it was like repeatable and it was a system that worked perfectly so i actually like at the end of teach at uh, the end of the proctoring i like hey you guys want to hear something i just knew and i like drew it on the board <laughs> for them at the end of the class and then for my own classes later in the day i was like i want to show you guys something that's going to blow your mind and i like showed them too i was like check this out like it's it's crazy can and you, actually a, a buddy of mine yeah. So gonna, can you explain it one more time? So you got the rectangle and you cross it, right? And then you get your center. Yep. Yeah. And so you have what, an X. What's the next okay. cross? So so you have your two halves, right? You've yeah, yeah. you've made a big X. It's yeah. on it's in the box, and then there's a line vertical that's now dividing the, the rectangle into two squares. You know, vertical rectangles, whatever. Yeah, squares. So then you draw a diagonal line across both of those squares, not like all the way, but like there, one one square has a, a diagonal line, a corner to corner on one of the squares, and a corner to corner on the other square. From so you so have from the top right corner to the bottom left corner on both of them. Yep. Okay. And so then the original X that's going across the entire rectangle where right. that X intersects, because it's only going to intersect intersect with those two diagonal lines in one point, where that. those intersection mm. happens, those are the new points for the thirds. 
Mm, and it works okay. perfectly. And it's <laughs> it blew my mind. So and I can't remember. I was scrolling through and trying to find the video, but I watched it on my like work computer, so I don't have it in history of my phone, YouTube. <laughs> so I was trying to find it, but I, I remember the channel name and I'll post the video. But uh it's really cool. You he just, just did it really quick. It. And, you have to do it yeah. and yourself doing it and then share it. Ah, yeah, there we go. I'll do that. Something that blew my mind. And like, I like I said, I paused the video. Game changer. Oh, there you go. <laughs> it is. It's totally. And my buddy Tom, who's another artist and a, um, a really good guy that I knew in college, he actually asked me recently because he was doing some lessons for his niece. And he was like, how do you divide into thirds when you're doing like a landscape? And I was like, well, this is my trick for doing it like on in paper. You know, I could kind of do it in a certain way on paper, but and I didn't have a good way to do them. So as soon as I saw it, I like paused it. I rewound it. I drew it out. I wrote down the directions. And I took a picture and I sent it to him. I was like, look what I just found out. I just, it was like a key to a Pandora's box just opened up to me. <laughs> I was like, I found the key. <laughs> so That's so cool. Yeah, it was, it was cool. I was, it was funny how I was excited I was about it, but it was something I'd never seen before. It's a it great, really cool. yeah, it's a great trick. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, um, thank you guys, uh, Luke and Priscilla, so much for um, for joining us today. Um, can you just go over like where people can find you one more time? I know we talked about it a lot, but just one more time so we can wrap it up so they know exactly where they can find you, which Instagram, YouTube, how, how, all of your stuff. No, yeah. I mean, thank you guys for having us. But uh, you can find us anywhere, uh, P.L. Smith, S-M-I-T-H-E-D, uh, on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, all any social media, just search that and you'll be able to find us. Awesome. Nice. And then again, yeah, folks, if you, so you have a website too, it's the same thing, PL Smith or PL Smith. Yep. Yeah, plsmith.com. Smith. Awesome. And if uh, if you're interested, head over and you can uh, go to the drop down, try to um, apply to be on and they make as well. Yeah, definitely. They want you. Yes. <laughs> yes <we laughs> exactly. You. Thank you so much and, for uh, having yeah. us. Absolutely. It yeah, it's, it's super fun to chat, and I know we've talked with you guys a couple times at Maker Camp over the years, so it's good to have you on now, and we can like talk about Made for Makers, which is super cool. Yeah. All right, everybody else, make sure you uh, don't forget to head over to YouTube. Check out Devin and I on YouTube, uh, The Art of Craftsmanship. And if you want to follow us both on Instagram, you can follow me at The Art of Craftsmanship and Devin at The Art of Camera Guy. You can get a little bit behind the scenes and see what's going on in the shop on the day-to-day. And you can follow along with what I'm posting on Mayfair Makers and maybe Devin too. We'll see if he does some more. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then also, if, um, if you want to support us further and you want to contribute to what we do and what we put back in the channel, you guys can always go to over to uh, patreon.com forward slash the art of craftsmanship and support us there. And for those of you who do support us over there, we want to just thank you guys super, super like so much. It really makes a big difference. And we, we got to buy that super awesome, uh, game changer, um, yeah, camera that Devin absolutely loves and makes our <laughs> videos look awesome for everyone else. That's awesome. All right, Luke, Priscilla, thank you guys again. It's been a blast. Yeah, absolutely. It was Cheers. great talking with you guys. Yeah. Yep. Everybody else, thank you guys so much for listening, and we will talk to you next time.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.